hello, 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 what is up everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Driving with Randy. How are you guys doing today? My name is Road Rage Randy and this is the Driving with Randy podcast. Today we have a very special podcast. I think I say that, you know what? I think I say that about just a, oh, oh, just about every every podcast that I, I make. I'm like, we got a special one today. Well, guys, it's special because it's it's a new episode. New episodes are always special. How is everyone doing today? For those of you that don't know, I'm Road Rage Randy, and I make this from my 2007 Toyota Sienna. We're working on getting a new car, but for right now. This is where the podcasts are continuing to take place from. I have a really good episode planned out for you guys today. We are, um, let me put it this way. I got to sip on my energy drink because I woke up kind of in a crabby mood today. Um, just a little tired. I woke up two nights ago and one of my teeth, I had this terrible toothache, like absolutely terrible. Um, couldn't sleep at all, couldn't think straight, um, I took some Tylenol, flossed it, went to bed, and woke up, and it was fine, um, haven't had any issues since, but the sleep tends to catch up with me, it's not the day of where I'm crabby, it's the next day, where it's like, fuck, alright, anyways, we are, I thought, what better way, what is this child doing? Um, I, I, I thought I need to make this podcast from a parked position because I'm going to be using my phone a lot. And so I thought it was only appropriate if we come to, I need to fucking turn around to view these lovely baseball fields because that's the, that's the theme of today's podcast, ladies and gentlemen. All right, we're parked. You roll down a window a little bit, crack a window so we don't die of heat exhaustion. If there's a child, actually that's more of a man. That guy is probably 19 years old. He's out in the baseball field just wandering around aimlessly. I dig it. I dig it. Uh, but why do I bring you guys here today? Ladies and gentlemen, there has been... Um, my Twitter game has been absolutely... Fin- oh. It's hot out, and the food I have is melting. God damn it. All right, guys, sorry about that. I had to eat real quick. For those of you that do not follow me on Twitter, you guys have been missing out a lot. If you want to head on over there, my username is at ThoughtsByRandy, T-H-O-U-G-H-T-S-B-Y. R-A-N-D-Y. Thoughts by Randy. And my Twitter game has just been absolutely phenomenal this whole past week. So here's how it started. Um, it started off with a simple Google search uh, or a simple search on the Apple podcast to find out that uh, two people are above the Driving with Randy podcast and um, that needed to change. We had driving with CNM and driving with Debbie, and I tweeted, it looks like we're in, we're the third result when searching for driving with on iTunes. Let's not use our turn signal and run these two off the road. 
Debbie and CM, make sure your airbags work because driving Randy is coming for the top. And then, like, a couple days later, I did a search, and CNM went off the charts, which is exactly what we wanted, but then we had driving with Rob. And I'm like, who the fuck is Rob? Rob? Rob's irrelevant. He's below us. I think he just maybe had a little spike in traffic of some sorts. Debbie's still above us, and I want to know why. But essentially, I decided that I needed to up my social media game a little bit if I wanted my podcast to be popping. And I was recently tagged by a fan in one of the... Uh, a, a tweet. I was tagged in a tweet by a fan. Um, it was Joe Jorgensen. She is running a. Li- she's running for president in the Libertarian Party, and um, her and her running mate. Is that what it's called? The running mate, like the like the vice president. Um, they want to get on podcasts. So someone tagged me and said that I should have him on the Driving with Randy podcast. And I, it, it kind of just spiked an idea. Like, I need to start asking people to be on my podcast or sponsor my podcast. Like, just shoot way out of my league. It worked with my girlfriend, so why wouldn't it work here? Um, so I went, went ahead and I tweeted at Joe Jorgensen. I said, hey, Jorgensen for POTUS. That's her at. I see you're online. You're very popular. Oh, wait. Did I tweet some? Oh. Yeah, I, I tweeted something before that. We got to we got to we got to find that. Um um I I I got to scroll a lot cuz it's been it's been a wild ride here. Um okay, here we are maybe. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep, lots of tweets. Okay, I said all right, here we are. I was just reading the wrong tweet. I said, hey, at Jorgensen for POTUS, come join me in my 2007 Toyota Sienna for a podcast. It's silver if that changes your mind at all. Um, so I tweeted at her, and I guess I wanted to let her know that the podca- or the, the car was silver. I just thought maybe if it was, like, red or blue, maybe she would think that... Um, I don't know, maybe it goes against her political beliefs if it were red or blue, given that she is the third-party candidate. Um, And then later that day, I tweeted, I've decided it's time to live by you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Tonight, I'm going to reach out to various people in hopes of some interest of coming a ride on my podcast. So here's where I start tweeting at celebrities. Um, Hey, at Ryan DePaulo. He, it, Ryan DePaulo is a poker player, vlogger on YouTube that I enjoy, and he recently won a World Series of Poker from a Whole Foods parking lot in his car because he cannot gamble online in the state in which he lives. So I said, hey, at Ryan DePaulo, I'm the host of a podcast called Driving with Randy. The next time you win a World Series of Poker bracelet from your car, let me know. We can go for a drive. He didn't respond. Um, I tweeted at Mod Sun. He is a music artist, rapper from Minnesota, like myself. Um, the, the Minnesota part, not the rapper. So I said, hey, at Mod Sun, I run a podcast called Driving with Randy. Next time you're in Minnesota, let's go for a ride and vibe together. 
Um, he has very hippie-like vibes. And then um, I tweeted a picture of a guy jumping out of a spacecraft, and it said, can't find a Twitter, Twitter handle, but someone with context of Felix Baumgartner, let me know next time he wants to set a free-fall world record. Um, let's have a podcast on the way up. The silence last time put some people to sleep. And I, I, I stand by that. Um, I watched the whole Felix Baumgartner, you know, the takeoff, uh, him, him climbing up slowly in his weather balloon type thing. Yeah, it, it was pretty boring. Why not have a podcast? Um, uh, th- then I bothered Joe Jorgensen again. I said, hey, at Kanye West, I'm going to be having at Jorgensen for POTUS on my podcast but I have room for six in my 2007 Toyota Sienna. Would you be interested in a debate? Um, I kind of went off the, kind of went off the whole idea that Joe Jorgensen was going to come on to my podcast, um, even though she didn't reply. I just kind of figured that she hadn't seen my tweet lately. So then I tweeted at Elon Musk. Of course, you guys know I'm not a fan of Tesla, says, hey, at Elon Musk, come on driving with Randy podcast and convince me why a at Tesla is better than a 2007 Toyota Sienna in the silver color. Uh, Again, I feel like the silver of my Toyota Sienna adds something. So I got to make sure I add that to the tweets. Um, I'd even consider consider letting you hot box the minivan. Let me know. Thank you. Because he, you know, he, he smoked it up with Joe Rogan. I figured maybe he only comes on podcasts. If, if weed's offered, he'd have to supply his own. I don't smoke. So, um, hey, at Real Ben Bailey, I understand you ran a TV show from your car called Cash Cab. I run a podcast from my car called Driving with Randy. Let me know if you'd like to go for a ride and chat. Um, you know, my car doesn't have all the lights like his taxi car did. But, you know, it's it's the... I still wanted to see if he wanted to come on. Hey, at Carson King YT, if I beat you in eight ball pool, will you fly to Minnesota and be on my podcast? It's called Driving with Randy. I drive in my minivan. Um, Call Me Carson plays eight ball pool. He's a YouTube, Twitter personality type thing. He's a good guy. Um, Then, hey, at Danish MFA, my podcast, Driving with Randy, mostly most recently landed in your country. I'm wondering what it would take to become the national podcast of Denmark. Thank you. I mean, that's pretty self-explanatory. The podcast landed in Denmark, so I wanted to, you know, see if I could become the national podcast of Denmark. I wanted to see maybe they were looking at my podcast to nominate it. So I wanted to, you know, just follow up there. Um, then we got, hey, Tiger Woods, I'm Road Rage Randy from the Driving with Randy podcast. You won't have to worry about crashing your car if you let me do the driving. Let me know if you'd like to be a co-pilot. Thank you. Uh, again, I just shoot my shot, and Tiger Woods is, Woods is a pretty big personality. If I could get him on the podcast, I think we'd be doing pretty well for myself. Um, hey, at Triple H, it's me, Triple R, Road Rage Randy from Driving with Randy podcast. If you ever want to come for a drive, let me know. I'd love to have you. You know, Triple H, wrestling. What a guy. Um, I'd let him on as long as he doesn't, you know, hit me with a sledgehammer or anything. Um, 
Then we have, hey, at Larabar, big fan. I eat many of your products whilst producing my podcast. I was wondering if you guys would be interested in sponsoring me. A pack of Larabars, and I'll be sure to pass the message on to my passengers. Thank you. Um, you, you guys know I used to eat Larabars on the regular. Um, then we have, hey, clowns, at ICP. Let's see how many come... Oh, let's see how many can pile into my car. My podcast, Driving with Randy, would love to fill up with some Juggalos. Let me know if you're interested. It, you know, I was I was doing the whole clowning thing, you know, clowning around. They're, they're, they're clowns and wanted to see if they could pile in here. They, they didn't reply either. Um, so then I bothered Joe Jorgensen again. I said, hey, at Jorgensen for president. I see you're online, you're a very popular lady, so my offer was probably lost amongst the fanboys adding you. If you'd like to come on my podcast, Driving with Randy, the offer still stands. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that just, that was bothering her again. And then let's see what this one says. I have not gotten any inquiries from the folks I tweeted at regarding their attendance on my podcast. I must think positive in times like these. None of them actually said no. That means there is always, there is and always has been still a chance. And I stand by that, you know. Joe Jorgensen didn't reply. Tiger Woods didn't reply. They didn't reply, but maybe they're just busy with life. They'll see the tweet a week from now and they'll be like, yeah, yeah, I'll come on the Driving with Randy podcast. And, you know, the offer stands. I would absolutely love to have them on. Well, that led to this. Um, I sent an official inquiry regarding the at Joe Jorgensen for POTUS's availability for my podcast. So I actually went on Joe Jorgensen's website, went to the contact, and I actually posted a media inquiry. Um, it, it, it's, it said a description was needed, so I put, I feel it is important voters can relate to candidates. What is more relatable than carpooling with your average Joe, Road Rage Randy? I will even consider buying Joe and one guest lunch. Thank you. Um, and, and like I said, I, I just, I, I, I put out an inquiry because I'm shooting my shot. Um, I, I then follow, or I then tweeted at, at Rolex. I run a podcast called Driving with Randy. A guy just left a review. Yeah, so I was advertising my podcast online and some guy told me it was a waste of time. So I said, hey, at Rolex, I run a podcast called Driving with Randy. A guy just left a review and told me it was a waste of time. I heard you guys have the best watches out there. Would you guys like to sponsor my next episode so I could know just how much of his time I'm wasting? I figured I could get a free Rolex out of that. They didn't reply, just like everyone else, but, you know, you know, it, it was worth a shot. Um, then here I am bothering um, Joe Jorgensen again. She tweeted, in order to disrupt the system, one must be on the inside. And I said, yes. The inside of my 2007 Toyota Sienna. Come on to the Driving with Randy podcast and get the word out to lots of people at Jorgensen for POTUS. And she didn't reply to that one either. Um, but, you know, you know, it, it's, it's life. Um, let's see. Hey, at Tesla, I'm the host of the Driving with Randy podcast. I'd like a rep to come on my podcast to change my mind on why a 2007 Toyota Sienna isn't superior to one of your cars because I feel that it is superior and I just thought that perhaps they would, um, you know, you know, you know, 
want to change my mind. And then I'll get done with these tweets here relatively soon. Um, cause you guys can just follow me at thoughts by Randy. If you want to listen to it. Um, I tweeted a map of all the States my podcast is in. I'm actually in 36 out of 50 States, 37, if you count Washington DC, but we don't count that as a state. So 36 out of 50. And I said, let's make it 50, 50. And then what I did was since I'm missing 14, I found the governors of each state that I'm missing and I tweeted at them. I said, hey, insert governor name. Could you ask why the citizens of the state you represent haven't listened to my podcast, Driving with Randy? Thank you. Um, you know, in times like these, I feel like the governors are very busy. So they never got back to me. So I figured I'd reach out elsewhere. So yesterday, um, I found the most popular news station in all 14 of those states, and I tweeted at them, news station. I'm the Driving with Randy podcast. I reached out to the governors of your state seeking information regarding the lack of viewership of my podcast in your state and did not get a reply. I was hoping you guys could provide further answers. Um, I've had no news media reach out to me regarding that. Um, and then today I actually got an email. Um, I decided that I don't need official news networks to get the word out. Um, I myself am an official news network now. Um, and I, I know you're probably wondering the validity of that statement, but you guys remember a couple minutes ago when I had said that I reached out to Joe Jorgensen regarding um, her attendance on my podcast? Well, I actually got an email today, not from her, but it was an official press release to people of the press, which means th their campaign thinks of me as a press member. I got, I got some exclusive information. Um, what I do with that information is, you know, not, not a whole lot, but at the end of the day, I'm an official representative. So what I thought I would do is because I'm an official member of the press, I need to start spreading fake information just like they do. So what I did the other day is I headed on over to a website called Reddit. Um, if you guys are not familiar with Reddit, it is a um, forum website. And you can post forums. Now, a guy at work, you guys know him. He's been on the podcast a couple of times. His name's Jake. Um, Jake has been struggling because he listens to a lot of sports podcasts. And because sports are kind of in a struggling time right now, he hasn't really had the opportunity to um, have new content on his podcast. So with that being said, he said he'd listen to my podcast if I provided some sports information. So what I went ahead and did, um, I'm going to find it right here. Okay, so what I had and did is I headed over to r slash baseball, and I posted, um, tell me your favorite fact about baseball. And I put in the description, if this isn't allowed, feel free to remove. I run a podcast. A guy at work said he'd only listen to a podcast if it has sports facts. 
he loves baseball, so I figured I would reach out and ask for baseball facts. Here's the catch. I won't be fact-checking. You guys have the opportunity to make me sound extremely smart or extremely dumb. I was hoping you guys could tell me some baseball facts, and I'd read them out on the podcast. So I here have a thread of a whole bunch of um, facts that might not actually be facts. And being part of the news network, I figured it was only correct that I tell you guys these facts. There's a cop right next to me. Um, I'm sure he's a fan of the Driving with Randy podcast. So that that's why we're here. Okay, so the, the number one most downvoted um, um, fact was the Philadelphia Phillies have the best hair in baseball. So someone said that the Phillies have the best hair in baseball. And I wasn't quite sure if that was correct. So I actually went ahead and Googled some... Um, I Googled their roster to go ahead and check on this. And what we got here is, this is what I found. Zach Wheeler, I believe he was the pitcher. Um, he was bald. So I don't know how he can say they have the best hair in Philly when they don't even have hair. The only hair he had was the hair on his face. Um, and then Bryce Harper, it looks like he plays lacrosse. I mean, I, yeah, I, I admit, he's got a nice head of hair, but at the end of the day, I feel like he's playing the wrong sport. It, it, he looked like he was ready to put on a helmet and have the hair flowing out the back. Um, that's just my opinion, of course. Um, Roman Queen, I thought he had the best hair on the team, but he is the center fielder, and guys, center field doesn't get much action so it's pretty obvious he has the most time to prepare his hair and his and present the best hair that he can so I I, I kind of felt it was a little unfair in that sense um, but they were getting into quite the debate in the comments section regarding it like uh, there was a lot there was some pretty heated debates um, you know some guy said Dansby over Bryce Harper I mean I don't know enough to know that um, Anyways, the next most downvoted was baseballs are round. And, you know, I never really thought about that. They could possibly be more oval-shaped. Um, let's see. The next comment, sometimes players just forget how to make easy throws. It's called the yips and sometimes even ruins their careers completely. Well-known examples include... Mackie Sazer and Steve Sachs. Well, it's kind of a shame that Mackie Sazer and Steve Sachs ruined their career from getting the yips. But I guess in every sport, people have that issue. Now, this guy left a whole bunch of information um, about Pete Rose, his 1978 free agency. My brilliant Reds insulted him with a 400K offer. This was a whopping... 25k raise. We also sweetened the offer by firing Sparky Anderson. Fuck Dick Wagner and the Williams brothers. So I feel like this guy's letting off a little bit of personal steam here and not necessarily providing us with facts. Now, if I, driving with Randy, got a 25k raise, I would be ecstatic. It looks like the cop left. Oh, there he is. 
I mean, I was just going to let him be on the podcast if he wanted to come say hi, but uh, apparently not. Um, let's see. The Pirates owner in the 1970s was a horse. What was a horse a breeder? The, the Pirates owner in the 1970s was a horse a breeder. He offered Rose two fillers to keep him away from the Phillies. The Royals were owned by a pharmaceutical magnate and offered ownership in the drug company. Ted Turner offered Rose the original Bobby Bonilla 100K a year for life upon retirement. I'd take that. The Phillies TV station added around 200K of their offers. Since Reds games were always their highest rated games of the year. Despite offers of Pete Rose day for life, a lifetime cut of drug money, and two young Phillies, Rose chose the Phillies since he thought he had the best chance to win it, despite being the lowest competent offer. Again, fuck Wagner and the Williams. Thank you for that comment, Mr. C71 score. This guy came in with four facts. Germany Schaefer once legally stole first from second base. That is spectacular. That is, a, that is quite the amazing feat there. Fact number two, in two separate seasons, Babe Ruth hit more home runs than every single AL team. That's incredible. Fact three, Starlin Castro was the first player born in the 1990s to get a home run. Earlier this year, he got hurt his replacement, Luis Garcia, became the first player born in the 2000s to hit a home run. Fact four, Fernando Titus Sr., not junior, is the only player ever to hit two grand slams in the same inning. He did it against the same pitcher as well. You'd think after they hit one home run, they would be all over that pitcher dragging him out, but, eh, you know. All right, second base the next one, second base is 127 feet, three inches from home plate. There are 109 stitches on the baseball. Thank you, average guy. I didn't leave that comment, but thank you. Every now and then, some pitcher, recently Vincenti Padello, most excellently Dave LaRoche, throws an extremely low lob pitch, a high, slow curve known as ephus. The word ephes is a misspelling of the Hebrew word ephes, which means nothing. Thank you, Promise Cornering. I appreciate that comment. After the Giants' failed attempt to relocate to Toronto in 1976, both the AL and the NL had majority votes to award the expansion franchise to Toronto. NL rules at the time, however, required an anonymous vote, so the city got an AL team. I didn't really follow any of that, but God bless you for spreading your facts. Um, the next one, by Libertarian Socialism. Maybe this is Joe Jorgensen coming in. So maybe Joe Jorgensen is sneakingly be a guest on my podcast right now. Huh. Interesting. The first the first confirmed use of the middle finger gesture comes from a baseball player sneaking it in during a team photo in the 1900s. 
On the opposite end of the gesture spectrum, high fives originated in baseball. In the 1970s, you would have thought it had been around much longer. I do respect myself a good high five. Um, Esteban Yan and Felix Martinez hit their first major league home runs on back-to-back -back pitches, Yan's being the first ever at bat. That's incredible. That is that would be something to absolutely be proud of. Um, then we got Wade Boggs, RIP. Um, I guess we're announcing Wade Boggs' death. That is very sad. Um, wait, this this guy said, is that the same Wade Boggs known for the Boggs challenge on an airplane? I don't know what that means. We're going to have to... I don't have to know what that means to report on it. I am a person from the media. All right. Um, Frank Thomas and Jeff Bagwell were born on the same day, but only one of those does ads for testosterone. And I'm going to go ahead and guess it's Jeff Bagwell is the one that does testosterone. That is my educated guess. Um, Doc Ellis threw a no-hitter on LSD by Promise Cornring. Promise Cornring had a lot of favorite facts. I respect it. Pascal Perez missed his start for the Braves by trying to find the 285 club found at the end of 285. Rumor has it he's still looking for that elusive club. Doc Ellis threw a no-hitter high on acid. He walked eight batters and hit one. So Doc Ellis seems to be a living legend. I hope he is in the Hall of Fame. If you can do that on LSD, I respect it. Um, Kurt Lesconic pitched 11 seasons in the majors. The last game of his career was for the Red Sox in Game 4 of the 2004 ALCs where he picked the win. Or he picked up the win. His arm was shot, and he never thrown another big league pitch. His cousin is Katrina Liskinich, who sang Walking on Sunshine with Katrina and the Waves. I'm walking on sunshine. Whoa! Um, the next fact is Babe Ruth once injected himself with an extract made from sheep testicles. That's spectacular. And he did absolutely big things with that. So I respect it. Um, we have a couple more facts here. Um, if an error is committed with two outs that would have otherwise ended the inning, any further run is considered unearned. An E1 with two outs could be followed up by a pitch allowing 100 straight homers and not one of them would affect his ERA. So when I'm keeping track of all my stats, I need to make sure I keep that in mind. Thank you, Coltron57. Guys, I think it's time we take a sip and have ourselves a seventh inning stretch. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out to the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and Cracker Jacks. I don't care if I ever get back, so it's root, 
Root, root for the home team. If they don't win, it's a shame. For it's one, two, three strikes, you're out at the old ball game. I hope you guys enjoyed that little um, little segment from the Driving with Randy podcast. Um, let's get be- right back into these. Baltimore Oriole Billy Repkin was once pictured on a baseball card holding a bat on which the words fuck face can clearly be written in the marker. <clears throat> Jeff Bannister has a career 1.0 batting average. He is one for one in his playing career. Good for him. Good job, Jeff Bannister. Um, we have Barry Bonds has more intentional walks than all Tampa Bay Rays, Devil Rays batters. Thank you, Humphrey. Um, six foot ten Hall of Famer Randy Johnson once hit a morning dove with a fastball, killing it, and now uses an image of a bird as his logo for his photography business. That was once again by Promise Cornering. Promise Corn Ring is really coming through for the Driving with Randy podcast, and I respect it. The player with the most home runs in one ballpark may surprise you. Try to guess. Give it a guess, guys. Who do you think it is? We'll give you three seconds. Three, two, one. It's Mel Ott at the Polo Grounds with 323, with 323. And he actually linked his source there, which I respect because I, as a media member, do not have to provide my sources. Okay, this one's a little lengthier, but it got a lot of upvotes, so we have to read it. The movie Back to the Future, Back to the Future was released in theaters over the 4th of July weekend of 1985 and depicts events that took place in the early morning hours of October 26, 1985. As Dr. Emmett Brown and Marty McFly first test a time machine the scientists built, The night of October 26, 1985, Game 6 of the World Series was played between the Kansas City Royals and St. Louis Cardinals, where an infamous missed call at first base by umpire Don Denkinger may or may not have altered the outcome of the game, and therefore the series. Dr. Emmett Brown even states that his main motivation for building the time machine DeLorean was to go to the future and find out who wins the 25 World Series. The second movie depicts Dr. Brown bringing Marty to the future in 2015, where Marty discovers that the Chicago Cubs finally win the World Series at the conclusion of the 2015 season. As it would turn out, the movie writers were off a single season. The Royals won their second title in 2015 and the Cubs in 2016. Was this caused by the 1994 strike, which canceled the World Series? Did Giants even did Giants even year bullshit occur because of the 94 strike, which required the unplayed series effects to carry on, thus delaying the Cubs' title victory? The second movie also shows the antagonist Biff being taken to the future year of 2015 and bringing back the sports almanac book, which he used to make countless fortunes of sports bets. I respect that hustle. If you go to the future, you bring back the almanac and play some bets. I respect it. And enable him to become rich and powerful in the altered future and eventually presidents of the United States with limitless power. In the third movie, 
Doc and Marty travel back to 1985, the year which saw the first meeting between the two franchises that would become the St. Louis Cardinals and Chicago Cubs. Also of note is the 1.12 gigawatts of electrical power needed for the time machine to function 1.12, the same numerical value of Cardinals pitcher Bob Gibson's modern-day single series ERA record. And during the filming of the original movie, the Chicago Cubs were in the midst of the first season that would see them reach the postseason since their cursed 1945 World Series run. Many baseball fans were convinced or concerned that the Cubs were about to build a winner. Their GM, Dallas Green, who was brought over from the defending champions, Phillies, by the Tribune owner, brought in a lot of excitement. And if you guys remember, the Phillies hit Dallas Green's former team also apparently have the greatest hair when the first guy that pops up is a bald guy. So, I mean, this has to be true. Green was named executive of the year. Rick Sutcliffe won that. National League Cy Young Award, Rain Sandberg Award MVP, and manager Jim Frey won the manager of the year. Who did Frey manage before then? The Kansas City Royals to their first league championship? Who managed the Royals before him? Whitey Herzog, who later led the Cardinals through a successful decade in the 1980s, interrupted by the unfortunate missed call on October 26, 1985 in the sixth game against the Royals in the World Series. Who wrote the screenplay for all three Back to the Future movies? Robert Zemeckis of Chicago, Illinois, and Bob Gale of St. Louis, Missouri. Absolutely incredible. What, a, what, what an amazing fact, Mr. Salesman 89. Thank you. Every July 1st on the Mets play Mets pay Bobby Bonello $1.19 million and will continue to do so until 2035. I'm kind of curious how I get on that pay regimen. So if you have any information on that, make sure you tweet at me at Thoughts by Randy. Um, players in the 80s slid headfirst so they didn't break glasses of that didn't break the glass bottles of Coke in their back pocket. And I actually believe that. 110%. Bottled Coke was very popular back then. The rule used to be that any foul tip onto by the catcher was an out. Until Connie Mack was too good at making the sound with his mouth, they changed it to third strike only. I can't debate that because I don't know enough about baseball, but that is 100% a fact. Here's Promise Corn Ring again. We should just call this the Promise Corn Ring segment. The high five was invented by a gay Los Angeles Dodger and Dusty Baker in 1977. So this has been the second time high fives have been mentioned, but now we have further information that it was invented by a gay Los Angeles Dodger and Dusty Baker. Fantastic. Marlins have never lost a playoff series. Um, this guy had a couple. Don Larson is the only pitcher to throw a perfect game in the World Series postseason. His career win-loss record is 81-91 and a 3.78 career ERA. Stan Maziel and Ken Griffey Jr. were both born on November 22nd in Durana, 
Donora, Pennsylvania, just 49 years apart. Stan Musical had 18, 1,815 hits on the road and 18, 1850 hits at home. Juan Sudo got his first MLB hit on May 15, 2018. Ime's ML debut on May 20th, 2018. It's just a bunch of numbers that seem to add up there. Bumpus Jones is the only player to throw a no-hitter in the first ever appearance. He won one game on the rest of his career after that. Hey, you got to quit while you're ahead. When you're up, you got to quit. I, I respect it. This guy came in with a couple of facts. Um, the 2019 Tigers were historically bad. The 2020 Tigers just won a World Series against the Cubs. Before the 2020 Tigers beat the Cubs, they won a series against the Cleveland Indians. And then the next fact is, bah-ha-ha-ha, fuck the Indians. I feel some hatred. And he loves the Tigers. Um, the Miami Marlins have been to the postseason twice, both times as a wild card and both times won the World Series. And a follow-up comment to that was, oh, come on, I know he said he wasn't going to fact-check them, but at least make it sound believable. The Marlins playoffs twice? I sense some hatred there. Um, take away all of Hank Aaron's homers, and he still has 3,000 hits. Um, we're getting to the good ones here. My favorite baseball fact is the fact that Ricky Henderson exists. I don't know who that is, but I'm glad he's a man on this planet. My second favorite baseball fact is that the throwback uniforms that the Phillies wore during Jamie Moyer's stint with the team were the same uniforms that they wore against Moyer in his major league debut. Um, all right, there's two left, I believe. When the curveball was introduced, some thought it would be banned because it was deemed too unfair to hitters. I actually really like that one. Because it's like someone develops a method to do better or make it harder for the other team, and they struggle. All right. On old-timers day for the Yankees, each player had to write about their favorite memory at the Yankee Stadium. Mickey Mantle said, wrote his, was getting a blowjob in the outfield room while he was injured. And then somebody actually provided a document that was, seemed to be scanned in. And it was a letter to Mr. Mackle, Mickey, Man M Mickey Mantle, and it said, I consider the following understanding experience at Yankee Saddam. And it, it's him writing in, I got a blowjob under the right field bleachers by the Yankee bullpen. And then it said, give a bunch of detail as you can. And it said, it was about the third or fourth inning. I had a pulled groin and couldn't fuck at the time. She was a very nice girl and asked me what to do with the cum after I come in her mouth. I said, don't ask me. I'm no cocksucker. That man has quite the sense of humor. Oh, boy. That... Did my car start? No. I have to get my car jumped. Fuck! All right, guys, um, I want to thank you guys very much for tuning into the podcast. My car is fucking dead, and I have no idea why. I left the lights on. Oh, boy. I want to thank everyone at Reddit that 
helped me out and has, this has become quite the podcast. Thank you everyone over at Reddit. Make sure you head on over to Twitter. Follow me at Thoughts by Randy. Head on over to my Reddit, r slash driving with Randy. And um, hopefully I get my car jumped and we will, if you enjoyed the content, we will um, hopefully see you guys the next time. If I don't see you again, I hope you have a great life. Peace.